0: The information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is not to be taken as financial or personal advice. It does not consider your objectives, financial situation, or needs. You should consider whether this information is suitable for you and your personal circumstances before acting on it. Hi, and welcome to The Home Run, your guide to buying your first home in Australia. On this show, I'll walk you through the home buying process from every angle. We cover the steps to take, the pitfalls to avoid, and the answers to all your questions you've been dying to ask. No matter what stage you're at, you'll learn everything you need to know about buying your first home. I'm your host, Michael Nassar, and I'm a mortgage broker at Lendstreet, and I really love helping people buy their first home. In today's episode, we're speaking to Lani Spilsbury. Lani is a credit repair expert and director of Wipe Credit Clean, a company focused on assisting people repair or improve their credit record. And with a 97% average success rate, It's safe to say she's very good at it. Today we'll be focusing on a topic that is not widely discussed amongst first home buyers, despite it playing an important role in your ability to get your home loan or any other type of finance for that matter, your credit score. If you're not aware of what this is or want to learn more about your credit score, this is the episode for you. We'll be learning what a credit score is and how it's created, how to obtain the right credit score why your credit score is so important when it comes to buying your first home, and what to do if you have a bad credit score. Lots to get through, so let's jump in. Welcome, Lani, to the show today. Just to get started, I'd like to know if you can tell us a bit about how you got to where you are and what you're doing today.
1: So I started Wipe Credit Clean in April of 2020 in the middle of COVID, which was great. I've been in the credit repair industry for about six years. I've worked for two of the biggest credit repair companies in Australia. So I decided to start my own business and my results obviously speak for themselves. I've got a success rate of 97%, which is the highest in the industry.
0: Credit repair obviously is very much related yeah. to credit score. If we start looking at that, because this is definitely a concept that I find 1st home buyers are very unfamiliar with. And when we're dealing with first-time buyers, they're like, what, credit score? So I guess if we look at it from the initial phase, what is credit score? So for those who don't know.
1: So a credit score is a company taking off face value off your credit score. So it pretty much tells a lender if you're a good payer or whether or not you're good to borrow to. The credit scores are worked out through how old you are, how many times you've applied for finance, how many times you've moved, how old your credit report is. Lots of things are calculated into a credit score.
0: What's a good number to have? What's an average and what's a poor number?
1: A credit score on an Equifax report ranges from zero being obviously the worst to 1200 being the absolute best. With having a good credit score, a lot of lenders have different interpretations of what a good credit score is. But Basically, anything over 500 is a good credit score. Anything below that, you're going to find it a lot harder to get a good interest rate.
0: So if we're less than 500, what has caused that low credit score?
1: So there's a few reasons why a credit score can be low. One would be applying for finance too many times in a short space of time. So that would be in the last 12 months, you've gone out and tried to apply for 10 different types of finance, regardless of whether you've actually got the loan or not applying still lowers your credit score. To prevent that from happening, all you need to do is only apply four to five times in a space of 12 months. The biggest reason why a score would be low is because someone's applied for finance too many times. So what happens is you're only supposed to apply four to five times spread over a period of 12 months credit inquiries stay on the file for five years. So hypothetically speaking, you're only supposed to have around 25 inquiries to 30 inquiries over the full five years. If you're going and applying for a mobile phone plan, a credit card, a car loan, et cetera, and you're repetitively trying to inquire about interest rates online, they will be putting it on your credit report. And once you hit that maximum of four, regardless of whether you do four in one day or four over the next six months, once you reach that four, it makes you look like you're incapable of saving and that you're desperate for finance. So your credit score decreases.
0: You've used the word inquiry a few times. So what's an inquiry?
1: So an inquiry is where you've tried to either obtain finance or you've inquired for finance. When you go online and you're looking for a credit card, that they are actually accessing your credit report to check if you're actually eligible for the finance to make sure that you don't have bad credit, which we'll talk about a little bit later. A lot of people don't realize when you apply for payday loans, so cash converters, nimble Pretty much anything that's quick cash, so they give you the money the same day or the next day at a really high interest rate, they are extremely bad. So when you apply for those, as said before, it makes you look like you're desperate for finance and that you're incapable of saving, which lowers the credit score, which makes it harder for you to get good interest rate because you look like you're a bad and you don't have money.
0: So that inquiry basically just shows your history of applying potentially or yeah. being interested in products and financial in nature. Did you mention a phone as well? Are there other types of inquiries that are possible?
1: Correct. You've got utilities, communications, like telecommunications, sorry, credit cards, overdraft facilities, car loans, pretty much anything to do with finance. It has to go on your credit report, but the other side is your utilities and your telecommunications, but also zip pay and after pay as well.
0: First home buyers have to be mindful of all these activities that they may not be aware of. I mean, one thing I hear a lot of is people that are looking for zero balance transfer interest rates on credit cards. Mm -hmm. They do a balance transfer to get 0% for a period of time. And they might do that over two or three times. And all of a sudden they've got all these inquiries on their credit file. (laughs) It's like, well, you think you're doing the right thing by trying to save yourself some interest. But Mm -hmm. ultimately that type of activity isn't really received well by the credit reporting companies. Just to touch on that as well, you've mentioned Equifax. Yes. What are they and are they the company that provide the credit report or the credit score?
1: Yeah, so there are three credit reporting bodies in Australia. There's Equifax, there's Illion, and there's Experian. The largest credit reporting body is Equifax, but when you apply for a loan, they do check all three. They all have different credit scores as well. And if you have bad credit, your bad credit might not be on one of the files, but it might be on the other two. So it's important to check all three.
0: Something I see a lot on credit files too, and I hear about quite a bit is a default. What's a default and how does that look like on a credit report? And obviously I would imagine that would bring the score
1: down. So when you have a default listing on your credit file, it prevents you from getting finance or access to normal finance through like CBA, NAB, et cetera, for a period of five years. Now, what a default is, it's the consequences of not paying an account on time. So I'll give you an example. Let's just say you've got a telecommunication bill with Telstra. You don't pay it or you can't pay it for a period of 60 days, and it goes outstanding for that whole time. The company then has the right to list a default against your credit file, which prevents you from obtaining other sort of finance for the period of the full five years. Even if you go and pay the default, it does not remove it it'll update it to paid, you still won't have access to finance for the full five years. And it's not just finance that you won't have access to. Some utility companies won't actually give electricity people who have bad credit with a default, regardless whether it's paid or not. Your only option is obviously higher interest, which is through the roof.
0: I have heard of a client in the past who was trying to apply for an account with Energy Australia, so electricity utilities. So a default just doesn't happen if you miss one payment, right? What's the process for that?
1: We're just going to use Telstra as an example. Okay. Let's just say you owe Telstra $300. So another just quick note on that, they can default you for anything over $150, which is ridiculous. But if your bill is $150 and it's been overdue for more than 60 days, they can start the process of listing a default against you. So what would happen is you would receive, it's called a 6Q notice, which states your account is overdue if you don't pay it, we could potentially default you. The next notice that you'll receive would be a 21D notice, which is classified as a default notice. And that will state on there, if you don't pay this account within 14 days, a default will be listed with Equifax or the credit reporting bodies. And that's it.
0: You have noticed that this is going to happen. So you can obviously correct it or can it be sometimes a little bit not so transparent perhaps?
1: My success rate in removing defaults is so high because companies don't follow the correct processes. So that's okay. how I get defaults removed. Okay. This is the most straightforward way to explain it to someone who doesn't know credit repair is you're supposed to receive notification and you're supposed to be told that a default is going to be placed against you. There's a certain legislation, so there's a privacy act that companies actually have to follow prior to listing the default. And that's what I do. I investigate to try and see if they've breached Got and it. then, if they have, it's okay. removed off the file.
0: Okay. And that must be some of the secret sauce that you have in yeah. terms of trying to repair credit. Correct. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, definitely, if anyone's got questions about this, you... hit, hit, hit lining up and her details yeah. obviously are going but, to be provided.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an example of yeah. something that people wouldn't think about, mm-hmm. right? Because the legislation's almost 500 pages long. Okay. People sit there and they go, oh, no, they contacted me. And I go, it's not just the communication. Let's just say, this is actually a breach. You have a 21D notice, which is the default notice saying we're going to default you for this amount on this date if you don't pay it within 14 days. If the amount on the 21D notice states $305 and the default amount on the credit report is $306, that's a breach. Okay. So that default has to be removed because the default amount listed cannot be more than what they've stated they're going to default you for.
0: So I guess there's a lot of technicality in terms yeah. of what the default actually Correct. is and how it actually is then applied onto your credit yeah. report. And so if that is the case, there is a recourse, I guess, potentially. It could be
1: disputable.
0: Yeah. And that's important. You
1: could important be arguing point. it 100%. You could be arguing the fact that the account isn't what you expected it to be. And they've just gone and defaulted you. You could be going through severe financial hardship. You could be going through a divorce. There's so many things that play into factor.
0: So we definitely understand what the default is now and how it applies and potentially how it can be removed (laughs) as well. The other thing that I see on credit reports that I think is important is, and it's probably pretty self-explanatory, but as well as defaults, there's repayment history. Would I be correct to assume that?
1: So repayment history, what it is, is anything that you've currently opened. So a liability, which is like credit card for an example let's just say you got a credit card with commonwealth then you've got a car loan with a and z what happens is it's on your credit file as an account and they report every single month whether or not you're paying it on time so if you fall behind one month it will state a red and it will say one and what happens is it actually lowers your credit score as well so it's really important if you do have any current liabilities any sorts of loans that you have at the moment so important that you're paying them before they're actually due. Even if you pay it a day after, it will still be reported and it stays on there for 24 months.
0: So this is not necessarily as bad as a default per se, but they'll look at that past experience or that past uh, history of how you repay. And that's sort of an indicator is how you potentially may pay in the future. So if you've got lots of these Correct. late repayments and that's indicated on Rest the report, payments. you said one means something?
1: Yeah. One is one month, two is two months, three is three months. It goes up to six months and then it has an X, an X. which means okay. big trouble.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. So they're going to default you or it's been onsold to a debt collector.
0: Why is a credit score important? Why does someone need to have a good credit score?
1: So the reason why a credit score is so important and why you want it to be as high as possible is so that you can get the best interest rate possible by having an extremely good credit score and having nothing else on your credit report that's bad, you'll be offered the best interest rate possible, obviously, as long as you're eligible for the finance.
0: How does somebody find out their credit score?
1: So your credit score can be accessed through Equifax, Illion, and Experian. It's really important not to be checking your credit report or credit score through any other company besides those three. Reason why is because they are not credit reporting bodies so if you're checking your credit score at Get Savvy or Get My Credit Score etc it's actually not correct and it's not going to give you a correct representation of what your actual credit score is through the credit reporting bodies.
0: That's a fantastic point because I know that so many people, whether they're watching TV or they'll see an ad for get my credit score, get my free credit number. There are companies out there that use it as a little bit of a lead generation tool. So they might be a different type of company that doesn't provide it directly. However, they want your details. And so they'll encourage you to do it. In the meantime, they've got your name, your email, your mobile, and and then they start marketing other services that they may have. So I think that's a really critical point. So you're saying actually go to the three different companies and I'll put a link in the show notes for these three different companies but can we yes. remind everyone as to who they are and going directly to them
1: sure so you've got Equifax which is the largest credit reporting body you've got Illion, and then you've got Experian so Experian is very small and you have to request your report by a post not many people use it it's very tiny
0: have you ever seen a situation where those are completely different the numbers
1: 100% all the time because they are two different companies. They report two different types of information, two different scores. So previously I've seen Equifax report where their score is 800, they've got no defaults, nothing, their file is beautiful, and then you access their Illion report and they've got two defaults and their score is sitting at 200. So it's very important to check both because when you apply for finance, companies, lenders, which CBA or ANZ, etc don't just check Equifax. They have to check all three.
0: How long does the default last on a credit file?
1: So a default lasts for five years, regardless of whether you're paid or not.
0: Can a default be removed from a credit
1: file? 100% it can. The only way that a default can be deleted from the credit report is if the company's actually breached legislation. So they've done the wrong thing. If that can be clarified that they have done the wrong thing they've breached legislation the default will be removed off the file within 30 days
0: and paying the default does not remove it
1: that's correct paying a default does not remove it any credit repair company if they're good enough but myself in general the debts are relevant so it could be a 150 dollar default or it could be 2.5 million doesn't matter A lot of people don't realize that a debt and a default are completely separate things. So legislation and the process and what they have to follow applies to the default, not the debt. So that's why when anyone pays it, it doesn't remove it. And that's why I can remove it off the file without the client paying for the debt.
0: And is it the same principle for repayments? Is there anything that can be done with that? No. So once that's marked on the file, that's...
1: Well, no, it can be disputed. The only problem with that is it needs to be lodged with like the ACA. It needs to go straight to an ombudsman. We don't really have like a lot of success going straight to the company. With getting it repaired, it's a very lengthy road. So you're looking at about three to six months. So if you've got bad repayment history back in the beginning of 2020, there would be no point in me repairing it because it's going to fall off the file and it won't be there in two months. Let's say
0: someone's done their credit score, because I would imagine this is the process to how it happens. If you get the default removed, does it automatically increase the credit score at that point in time or does there a process for that to...
1: It's pretty much instant. So once the default's been disputed and it's removed, the credit score dramatically increases. The problem that you have is that the score will only increase if the rest of the file is healthy. So if you have the default removed and you have the correct amount of inquiries over the last 24 months, you've got no bad repayments, the rest of your file is healthy, then, of course, your score will be healthy. But if I remove the default and you've gone and applied for 30 loans in the last 12 months, then no. The score will increase, but it won't increase to what it needs to be.
0: We've spoken about a lot of the credit reporting from that negative effect where it's low and bad. What are some tips that you could advise 1st home buyers with that in terms of keeping it healthy?
1: Very first thing that you guys need to be very careful of is when you're applying for payday lenders. So, it's all good and well that they're going to give you the cash the same day or the next day, but it will affect your credit file for at least 12 to 24 months. So, when you are ready to apply for a home loan, they will ask you questions on that. Why did you apply for a $200 loan? Why did you apply for a $500 loan? Majority of the time, it's because you needed the cash or because you couldn't wait till payday. So, it's important to Really, not apply there because they make your credit report look horrendous. But also, just keeping in mind that if you're planning to buy a home, don't go and apply for a car loan six months before. You've got to really think about your plan and set yourself up and think, you know what, in six months, I want to apply for a home because when you're applying for finance before you apply for the mortgage, there's a very high chance that they won't borrow to you because you've just gone and obtained something. Definitely don't apply any payday lenders just make sure you pay all your bills on time if you are having a dispute in regards to an overdue bill let's just say lots of people argue about telecommunications that's probably my highest default so with telecommunications if you are arguing that or you're having issues with that just go straight to the ombudsman and lodge a complaint yourself because it protects you from having further action being taken against you and getting a default
0: So are you saying that when someone applies to a payday lender, regardless of whether they pay everything off in good time and they don't do anything necessarily untoward in terms of the repayment of that loan and processing, and they do it all correctly, the fact that you've seeked out that type of finance is a red alert for a credit report body and obviously then turn the lender?
1: Correct. Yeah. The reason why is because they give you the cash the same day or next day and they give Credit to people who have bad credit. Yeah. So, if you're asking for $200 that day or the, and you're getting it that day or the next day, yeah. why would you think that a lender would be able to assess you for a mortgage and think that you can repay it if you've gone and applied for something like that six months ago? Yeah. So, you've really got to keep it in mind that just stick it out. You don't need that money. You can survive. It's fine. Yeah. And prep for the future because it will affect you for at least six to 12 months. When you do apply with the payday lenders, it drops your score every single time. It doesn't matter how much the amount is. It doesn't matter about what interest rate it is. It will decrease. And when your score decreases, you only get offered higher interest or you don't get offered at all. At all.
0: You mentioned 500 as that credit score number. Is that the same with Illion and with Equifax? Are there 500 the same or do they have different yep. benchmarks for good and bad as well? Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: different for all of them. So Illion is from zero to a thousand. Equifax is from zero to 1200 you never see a thousand like the whole time I've been doing this I've probably seen two people with a score over a thousand like anything above 500 is good. good you don't need to be at a thousand it doesn't really matter anything that's over what it needs to be is good but then you have different lenders it all depends on the lender but to have a good credit score it's above 500 to have an excellent credit score would be above 600.
0: If you're striving for that finance, that 600 is the aim to be at.
1: It's important to ask your broker or whoever's doing your finance for you, like yourself, to ask those questions of what does my score need to be at to be able to get the best interest rate? What does it need to be? Because a lot of people think that 800 is a great score, but really all you need is 650. Someone might be sitting at 600 and they're waiting to get to 700, but they'd be accepted at 600 anyway. So you just got to ask the questions
0: why I've decided to have you on the show because we don't really talk to credit repair specialists because we're always talking about the savings. We're always talking about the home loan. So you can have all those things lined up, but this is a component that isn't so discussed so frequently. And when it is discussed, it is so often a problem.
1: If you're thinking about it in three months, six months, apply for your credit report right now. Don't be waiting for your broker to apply for it for you. You need to be doing it before that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a good question to ask your broker. Is this part of your application? So with us, very much so. It's We actually look at this as part of the process and we'll actually do a credit score up front when we're doing the application. So we know what that is because you don't want to lodge an application and then know that the bank comes back and says, oh, this is a problem. And I would say, even if you're listening to this and you're not looking at buying a home in the near future, I'd be checking it anyway, just to know. Case study. So I just wanted to know if you had an example of a first home buyer who had a negative score and what you were able to do to help them. Sort of what did that scenario look like for you?
1: I don't advertise my business. So all of my clients come from brokers or they are probably 60% of them are first home buyers and a lot of them do have bad credit. So I had a couple, they weren't married yet, but they were engaged and they had three children. They had been able to get some money out in regards to having a deposit ready. They went and put a deposit down on the land, and then obviously the credit file was checked, and they both had bad credit. They both had really bad credit, so they had about probably eleven defaults between them. None of the accounts were paid, and they were spread across Equifax, Elyon, and Experian. With my process, we were able to actually clear both files without the clients paying for the debt. We cleared all three files on each side they actually emailed me last week and sent me a photo of them saying thank you so much like we've been able to move forward and get our house so it doesn't matter how many you have a lot of people feel like just because they have lots of bad things on their credit report they feel like they deserve it or it's never going to come off and there's no hope for them but I've taken on clients who had 21 defaults I've taken on business owners who have had 10 judgments and three defaults and I've repaired them all you can't think about it as I have heaps of defaults you need to think about the individual companies that have listed it They're not all the same company. A credit score is important, but it's not as important as having obviously a clean file. Their score needed to be over 550 for both of them. They came to me and their scores were in the low 100s. Once the defaults were removed, it took about three months to do all of it. Once everything was repaired and removed, their scores were well over 600 for both of them. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, they were stoked. You know, they got kicked out of their house, person was selling and they were renting and now they're planning on building their own house and it wouldn't have been possible if they didn't reach out and the broker didn't advise
0: just because it is bad doesn't mean a you deserve it because you probably didn't even know it was happening and b there's no way that it can't be repaired obviously so it can be fixed so it's something to identify with as a critical component but it can also like anything it can be fixed it may not happen overnight um you mentioned there was three months i think in this instance you know it could be between three and six months but it can actually be fixed and things can evolve from that and it doesn't necessarily need to be the barrier for you getting into the market if you think it, it might be
1: at the end of the day, like bad credit, the reason why it happens is because people go through financial hardship or inappropriate lending, so being given things that they can't really afford, 99% of people in Australia don't pay their bills because they don't want to. It's because they can't afford it. So when you can't afford to pay a bill and you're being harassed, a lot of people, let's go again with 90% of people, will go straight to ignoring all calls, depression, anxiety. It's you put your head straight in the sand and you don't want to think about it and people just live like that. And there is other options. There are so many options. Cool. So many more.
0: I love hearing that too, because it also is slightly empowering too, because you can fix this. I mean, obviously if you've been fantastic over your credit life and paid everything on time and yeah. you know, you're one of those rare individuals that have been able to do that, especially sort of you yeah. know, being younger, perhaps yeah. that's all sort of all power to you. But if you're in that situation where there has been a hiccup or life does happen and something has occurred for whatever reason, there is that recourse, which is important. I wanted to ask, have you ever seen a situation where somebody doesn't have a credit score?
1: So you will always have a credit score. There's a lot of people who don't have credit reports. Report and score are pretty much the same thing. They're joined together. reason why they don't is because they haven't actually applied for finance. So in order to get a credit report and a credit score within Australia and start that credit score journey, you need to actually apply for something first. So once you turn 18, 19, majority of the time it would be opened and the account would actually be created when you apply for a mobile phone plan. That's how an Equifax report, an alien report is created when you apply. You see obviously people who have negative scores, like negative 900, negative 800, that's bankruptcy. But I'm assuming that a lot of people that would be watching wouldn't know what that is or
0: doesn't really apply. The critical point there is that some people do think that not getting any finance is also a good thing or not having any inquiries because then if you don't have a credit report or a credit file, then all of a sudden you're in the same predicament as somebody that has a bad credit score. So would you advise somebody to actually open something up when they're 18 or 19 just to start that file?
1: Just a mobile phone plan. Don't go out getting credit cards, car loans. Just get a mobile phone plan or a watch, like an iWatch or whatever. Just go and get a line of finance because obviously the repayments on that are very small and it is an essential that you use every day. But it's important because let's just say you're looking to apply for a home loan and you're 21 and you've never had anything in your name. You've never had utilities, mobile phone plan, you've never applied for finance, and you think that that's the right thing to do. When you go and apply, So it's important to create that file when you first get 18.
0: Finally, to wrap it up, what would your top three tips for first home buyers be when it comes to their credit score?
1: Only borrow what you can afford, borrow in your means, be prepared six months. So prepare if you want to buy a home in six months, make sure that you don't apply for anything for the next six months. Don't apply for payday lenders. If you're having issues with accounts that you can't afford, this is probably the biggest one. If you're going through financial hardship and you can't afford the accounts, the best thing for you to do is work with the company and submit financial hardship application forms. Or if you want to dispute it further, go to an ombudsman because if you leave it, you will get bad credit and you won't get a home loan for five years. Take responsibility for things that you have taken, but also keep in mind that you do have a voice. You can argue things. You do have stepping stones to try and fight your way through it the company's majority of the time are not right.
0: Someone finds themselves in that situation where they do need to have some repair or get some advice. How can they get in touch with you?
1: So you can definitely get in touch with me straight on the website. So it's wipecreditclean.com.au. We've got Facebook, Instagram. I'm sure that my details will either be put in the comments below or wherever that is. But if you have questions, even if you don't have bad credit and you have a bit of a low score or you're confused about something that's on your credit file, just contact me yeah. i'd rather educate you than you sit there be confused yeah
0: i think that's a good word educate i think so much of this and that's the premise of the podcast too it's about giving out information and education when it comes to topics like these which aren't so yep. commonly discussed
1: correct yeah all
0: right Lani. well thank you so much for your cool. time i really appreciate it and there's so much good content and i'm really glad we had this chat and hopefully there's some take-homes for some people that are listening so thank you so much for your time
1: thank you <laughs>
0: You've been listening to The Home Run, your guide for buying your first home in Australia. This podcast was produced by Lendstreet. Lendstreet is a mortgage broker and home loan specialist that helps first home buyers find the right loan to meet their needs. We know applying for a loan can be overwhelming and complex, so we help guide and support first home buyers through the process from start to finish. To find out more, head to our website, lendstreet.com.au. We've also put a link in the show notes. To make sure you don't miss an episode of The Home Run, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Michael Nasser, and we'll be back next episode covering another step on the journey to owning your first home.